All right, so let's talk about, uh, first of all, last week when we started off with uh, communication roadblocks, identifying communication roadblocks, amen? Um, I told you last week, Roman number one, the one thing that we need to have when communicating is correct, what? Motivations, amen? Correct motivations are essential to growing in your communication skills, right? So oftentimes, uh, our motivation for having a conversation or the lack thereof or whatever the case may be may cause us, amen, to miss the mark, amen? I told you that when, 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 when speaking with one another, the Bible says we ought to speak to one another with love, Amen. The motive behind our conversations should be love. But oftentimes it does not end up that way. Am I right? And I told you last week that, you, you know, you, you, you are, you, are you, and the question was, are you willing to grow in your communication skills? And B, are you willing to please God? I believe that that's the key component to relationships, Right? That, that it has to be pleasing to God. God's not pleased with us always arguing and getting into difficulty every single time. I mean, I don't know about you, but it, 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 it happens where it's just a constant tug of war. Come on, somebody. It, it's a war. You ready for this? It's a war of wills. Amen. It's a war of what? Wheels. And then here's the other thing. Who's going to win? <laughs> Amen. And then here's the other thing. Whoever wins leaves the other person, come on, help me somebody, feeling what? Amen. Not feeling good. And so that should not be our motivations. But, but, but we're going to go into Roman numeral two, which I started on last week. And I told you that we ought to apply these biblical principles to our communication skills. And so the, the first thing I want to give you is if we're going to communicate better, if we're going to overcome these roadblocks, is your attitude. Isn't it crazy how people get an attitude in a split second? Let's just talk about it. Now, now we're talking about that kind of attitude, but we're going to talk about some other kinds of attitudes also, Okay. So attitude plays a huge part, amen, in our conversation, right? Do, do you not, do, do, it's, it's all about what? Attitude. And oftentimes we don't think we have an attitude. Well, I ain't got no attitude. No, but well, how you just said it sounded like you had an attitude. And isn't it amazing how when the other person hears you, they hear with a what? Or they'll say, you got a, why you got an attitude? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. And so the first thing you have to look at, look what it says. Do you have an arrogant or superior attitude when you speak to your, it says mate, but for single people, it could be anybody. Amen. That's just in general. You know, sometimes uh, our pride causes us to feel like somehow we, or if we're more knowledgeable in a situation, 
or we may think, you know, stuff like that can happen, right? And sometimes we believe, sometimes it happens where the person is coming across very arrogantly, amen, or superior. You know, I've been here longer than you, or I know more than you, or whatever the case may be. And and the question is, uh, can you identify that and, and stop it? But let's just see what God says. Go to Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 3 for me. Everybody doing good? All right. Y'all listen, huh? Amen. (laughs) Amen. What did I say? All right. Let's read that. Somebody read that for me real quick. Let's see what a little bit of wisdom a little bit of wisdom will go a long way, amen? You know, you know. sometimes human relationships can be so difficult, uh, and, and it all boils down, it all boils down to attitude, y'all. It boils down to attitude, and sometimes people don't even know they're carrying around the attitude. You see what I'm saying? Because possibly somebody else did something, or that's just how they have developed over time. Amen. But the Bible talks about what kind of attitude we should possess. And if you're filled with the Holy Spirit of God, then you have the Spirit of God that can control your attitude. Come on, somebody. He said, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And the Spirit of God, when he takes over you. Anybody like, have you ever felt controlled by the Spirit? Anybody? Or do you just feel controlled by the Spirit when you come to church? I'm saying like like when you leave here. That's a question. The Holy Spirit, right. What what does it mean by, right, exactly. I, I want to see. Here's the thing: we could talk about this, but we I want I want somebody because somebody's trying to figure this. We've been saying this for a long time. Be controlled by the Spirit, but how does it look? It's like, and it's little things that come up that causes us to look. Well, we say we lose our cool, but the question is: Are you filled with the Spirit, and what does it what does it look like? Not feel. What does it look like? Because feeling is one thing, but what does the feeling of the Holy Spirit look like? What does it look like in your life, right? And have you experienced it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Right. Okay. All right. So is that how it looks? Uh, thinking before you speak, right? You know what I mean? And not saying what you would want to say, but why is it that we are like that in the first place? <laughs> Y'all follow me? You, you, the world looks like they're getting along really good, don't they? All right. I mean, when you look when you look at society, right? You look at you look at people in corporate positions, and you look at people in 
You find what I'm saying? It looks a certain kind of way, but in all actuality, behind the scenes, there's a whole lot of dysfunction because it's of the world. But here's the thing, but we have to be part of that. Am I right? We, we live in, in this world, right? But we're not of this world. But sometimes, the truth be told, we get caught up. Come on, somebody. In the crossfires. Amen. And if you're not taking your Christian journey from the page to performance, amen. In other words, you're hearing the word, and if, but if you're not applying the word of God to your life, then you're possibly living a double life. Amen. You're, you're good on Sunday, but on Monday or Sunday evening, you go, slip right back into what you used to be. And, 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 and until it starts to overlap, that's where we use the word progressive sanctification. All right? The proximity and the process by which you grow in Christ. Amen? And so, what does, Rome, what does uh, Proverbs 14 <clears throat> and verse 3 says? We'll preserve them, right? <clears throat> okay? The mouth of the what? In the mouth of the foolish is a rod for his back. So, so what, what does that little, what does that mean? What does that mean? It means that when you open your mouth, you're going to get hit. <laughs> Amen. The things that you do, you understand? It's attitude. Amen. See, it says, do you have an arrogant and or superior attitude when you speak to someone? Okay. He says, he says, look what he says. He says, where no oxen are, the mangers clean. But much increase comes from the strength of the oxen, right? A faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness speaks lie. Verse 6, a scoffer seeks wisdom and what? See, see, see? But, the, but knowledge, but knowledge, you know, you know why some people are, it's hard for them to get? Come on, somebody. Knowledge. Amen. Amen. The one who what? The, but knowledge is easy to him who has attitude. If you're understanding, if you don't always think that there's, or, or if you're not in a superior position all the time. See, a person of understanding, God will open up wisdom to him. He says it's easy. But the scoffer, Amen. It's going to be hard. He seeks wisdom. There's a lot of people seeking to be better, but why aren't they getting better? See, and I believe that we're trying to use sources outside the word. Come on, help me somebody. Amen. Go to Proverbs uh, 8.13. Proverbs what? 8 and 13. All right. What does it say? 
Now, I, I think sometimes we, we don't know, but we slip into, you know, into certain patterns again, you know, by, by the way we used to live. But, but one of the things that I'm afraid of is pride. I really am. I'm afraid of it because the Bible says that God resists the proud. And even though sometimes in our conversations we come across prideful in the heat of the... Isn't it something how when anger takes over you or whatever spirit takes over you, how we become prideful? Look what it says. The fear of the Lord is what? Is to hate evil, right? Pride and arrogance and the evil pride and arrogance and the what? And the evil way and the perverted mouth. God says what? The perverted mouth, he what? He hates the perver- perverted mouth. What, 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 what do you think the perverted mouth is? Mm-hmm. How about the way you talk to your spouse? Sometimes. Not you, I'm just saying in general. Or when you get into a situation. Good Lord, yeah. Y'all work with me today, all right? Amen. All right? So so these are just things that, 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 that when we look to Scripture, we see what the Bible says about it, okay? <clears throat> All right, let's go on to the next proverb, Proverbs 25. Mm -hmm. All right, so attitude plays a big part. Amen. What type of attitude? And sometimes you just got to check your attitude, you know, because maybe it's something that's going on with you, something that you've been through. You find what I'm saying? So just kind of ask the Holy Spirit to hold you back, you know what I mean, before you respond. You know, I know we got to think before you speak stuff, and sometimes that don't work. Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right? We got to think before we what? Speak. But I believe it boils down to your attitude. All right? Go ahead. Proverbs twenty-five, fifteen. It says what? By forbearance, a what? may be persuaded, and a soft tongue breaks the boat. See, you ain't got to cuss to get your point across. You could just be as just smooth like butter and just cut it. And that's something, you, could, you, you ain't got to get all loud, you ain't got to do all that. Just a soft tone can cut that person to the point where they're like, dang. You know what? I look like a fool. But see, oftentimes in our attitude, we're trying to prove a point. And, and, and this is something that as believers, as married people, as single people, and even young people, young people got it bad because they think they know everything. Amen. And then when you tell them something, come on, parents. Amen. When you tell them something, they want to get an attitude. And that's the reason why the Bible said the rod will drive that attitude out. Amen. While they're young. But if you're not trained through discipline, 
you become an adult and then you start doing things from a bad what? Attitude. And then in your conversations, you understand this is why people get divorced. Seriously. You know why people get divorced today? Not the only reason, but I can't get along with him anymore. I was watching a movie the other day, yesterday. After five years, a woman woke up and said, the name of the movie is called Divorce Party. Uh, <laughs> she just woke up one morning and said, I, I, I don't even like you. <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't want to do this no more. He's going about his day, doing everything, making her happy and all this other stuff. And then, boom, she just decides. See, so it can go. Now, they, on the outs, this is key right here. Does your tone of, of voice reveal a bitter and what? We mad about some, something that happened and we bitter. You ever talk to a bitter person? Huh? And this is stuff we should have already been over already. But nobody really put it on the carpet. You know what I'm saying? Nobody really exposed it. So we've just been getting along for years. And then, and then you're shaped by a bad attitude. Hello, somebody. And you're shaped with bitter words to the point where in, in your mind, amen. Go, go to this for me. Go to Philippians chapter 2 for me. I know the context of this, but I want to show you something. Ouch, amen, or thank you anytime will help me this morning. Because y'all, we need some coffee. <clears throat> Philippians 2, verse 14. Let's look at it. Amen. All right. Now, in verse 12, he says, work out your salvation, right? He says, for it is, that it is God who is at what? Work in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. That's the deep thing you got to understand that you are God's project. And he's working on you. So don't get all... Bent out of shape if you ain't living right, if you ain't getting this thing right, okay? And if you're, at, if I were to ask you what kind of attitude you have, you would never tell me you had a bad attitude because our opinions of ourselves is real high. But I'm going to tell you, every now and then I got a bad attitude. I'm going to tell you that for real. Every now and then I got a bad attitude, and I take it out on them kids because they got a bad attitude, so that's how I take it out. Being that day, mmm, back there. <clears throat> they can mmm all they want back there. That's how you do it, Reverend. You take it out on them because they, they get bad attitudes, right? Verse 14 <laughs> says what? Do what? <laughs> that's a joke, y'all. So those watching online, that's a joke. All right. Do all things without what? Or what? Do what things? Why should we do all things without disputing and grumbling? 
because of the context. Because it is God who is at work in you. And what we don't want to do is disrupt what God is trying to change in our lives. So therefore, we have to do something on our part while God is doing his part in us. Come on, say amen. He says, do all things, not some things, without grumbling. Watch this, verse 15. That you may prove yourselves to be what? And what? Innocent children of God. Above what? Reproach. In the midst of a what? Crooked and perverse generation. Wonder why we got attitude? We get influenced by the world. And we take on the world's attitude. Some people get tired of being good. I've been good, I ain't getting nothing. So you know what? I'm finna be bad. I'm finna do the opposite because I ain't, I've been doing all this praying and stuff. People get like that. Watch what he says. He says, in the midst of a crooked and, and uh, crooked and perverse generation, among whom you appear as what? But if the world doesn't see your light shining, right? If, if folk don't see your light shining, are you saying about the job? Guess what? We appear as light to the world. That's what the Bible says. Why? It's God who's, I don't know who's working on you, but God's working on me. Hello, somebody. And, and, and I'm going to do my part, watch this, to do whatever I'm told to do without grumbling, without disputing. Everything doesn't have to be a debate. Come on, say amen. Every now and then when your spouse suggests something, you ought to say, okay, baby. Come on, somebody. Yeah, the man is not always wrong, ladies. Y'all don't want to say amen. Brothers, y'all going to help me? Y'all leave me hanging out on the ship alone? What's, what's up? <laughs> amen. And the woman is not always wrong, men. See what I'm saying? But it's the attitude that it's said with and how it's what presented can sometimes cause the rift in that situation. What you got? Compromise. Well, 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 here's what you first got to do. You first got to get rid of all those pre-stuff, past stuff that you hadn't dealt with. And so that you can, you can receive, follow what I'm saying? Because here's the th- you can receive from your spouse again because what you're doing, you're holding on to all the maybe. You find I'm saying all the failed projects or all the how you actually feel about them. You follow what I'm saying? And so that's why sometimes we're not open to listen. But any but look, another person will come with the same exact idea. And you'll be like, oh yeah, I'll go with that. So it's it's about holding, it's about releasing all that stuff for that. You know what marriage teaches you? What marriage teaches you, an old sage taught me this. 
Marriage teaches you about what true forgiveness is. That person could hurt you to the core. But because you love them, right, you're willing to release it and watch this and sleep in the same bed together again. You understand what I'm saying? And embrace them again, feed them, take care of them, and really genuinely have fun. Because you, you know what? Okay, all right, we, we, we get, we, we pass this. So when people tell me they can't forgive, you can forgive. If you're married, you can forgive. Marriage teaches you about, because listen, think about something your husband did, right? That you thought you would never forgive him for. But you have. You let it go. Now, here's what some of us do now. And this is why the trust factor is really what you're dealing with now. You don't forget. So you haven't really forgiven. You're just coping now. You're just dealing with the situation now. You follow what I'm saying? Why are you dealing with the situation? Because you've invested time. Uh huh. And you have a lot to lose, possibly. But some people are like, I don't care about none of that. Right? And never say never, okay? Never say what you'll never do. But the key thing is about coming together and putting it all on the table and saying, listen, you know what? I got to forgive you for this. And learn how to let it go so that when the person now comes to say something to you, you're like, I can receive that. You can't receive from somebody that you're mad at. Think about that for a minute. He says, we are lights of the world. Look what he said in verse 16. Verse 16 is powerful. You know, I love this kind of stuff, teaching. You know, let me tell you why. Because it's practical enough for something that you could take back to your life and start doing it. And then all of a sudden you start, we're not just coming to church for information. We're coming here for transformation and an encounter with God. Oh, I thank Jesus. And you know what I love about Jesus? I love his word. His word is what changes me. But you know that scripture we read earlier, the scoffer keeps seeking wisdom and can't find it? You know what a scoffer is? Hmm? One who stands against God. They for God, but they're standing against God. Lord Jesus. How can you be for somebody and against them at the same time? See, so they're seeking wisdom, but they can't find it. But a person of understanding. You know, I've asked the Lord. Watch this. I read something this morning. I've asked the Lord to give me, let it not always just be my way. Give me an understanding spirit. Pray for that. An understanding spirit. See it from the other person's shoes. Stand in their shoes for me. So, so you were talking, right? Like, like, you know, you were talking about how do you balance that out? Okay, how does the other person's... First of all, if you've been with that person a long time, you know them. So you know how they operate, right? So, but sometimes it's the pride in us that know we could give in, but no, I'm standing my ground now. See? Where are we going? The next verse. <clears throat> Attitude, y'all. Attitude. What does it say? 
16. What is the word of life? Notice that it calls the word of God the word of life. I didn't start living until I started learning the word of God, which is life. Hallelujah. Holding fast the word of life so that in the day of Christ, I may have cause to glory because I did not run in vain, nor did I toil in vain. But even if I have been poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrifice, upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I rejoice and share with my joy with you all. And you too, I urge, rejoice in the same way and share your joy with me. Paul was just exhorting this church who really, really admired him. But he was saying, don't, 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 don't get overcome. Don't get, don't let one word cause you to get flipped. And then you're holding it on. Some of us are struggling with forgiveness. Really, we are. We can't let go. We just cannot let it go. Why? Why can't we let it go? Pride. What else? Protection. You're protecting yourself because you don't want to get hurt again. What else? All right? You believe you're right, and that falls along the same side as what? Pride. All right? You don't believe that, right. But, but, but here's the thing, right? And if that keeps you in a place of unforgiveness, what is that doing to you? Making you what? Bitter, resentful, and what starts changing, y'all? And can I tell you something? I've seen people's attitude unravel in church. Because they've been trying to hold it together so much so, but there's something about the Holy Spirit when they come. It just unravels. See? I want you to be helped. Come on, somebody. And I want to say this. And I want to be helped. Ezra 17. That's my favorite scripture. You ain't got to go there. Y'all should know this is my life verse. What is it? Ezra set his heart to study, to practice, and then teach. I got to get this stuff right, man. I go through all the time with my kids, and I go through all the time with my wife. Not all the time. I'm just saying we have our seasons, but, but it seems like once I... When we hit those seasons right, I got I to gotta hit the rewind button on all this teaching and say, God, I need to put this to practice now. So I got to lower my voice, my tone right here. What it says right here, your tone plays a big part, yeah? Tone, we talked about that, right? Does your tone and voice, re- listen, somebody can say, hey, I'm, I'm talking to you real good, right? Or, or I don't mean nothing, right? But that tone, and you could sense I don't even know why they think you crazy, right? <laughs> you can sense the bitterness. Am I wrong or am I right? 
you could sense the bitter, like, what's up with you? I mean, you know what I mean? What did I do to you that you, you know, you know, why, you know, listen, God wants us to get along. But listen, let me say this. If you don't have a healthy home, it's hard to serve God. If your home isn't healthy, home first. You've got to get that home situation together. Amen? Now, if you're arguing with yourself, now that's something different in the walls. That's something different. Go, go to Acts 8.23. i got two minutes. You won't believe this, right? So my Bible will not pull up. Ain't that something? Yeah. Something good going to happen here today. What, what's the context? Saul is persecuting the church. Philip is in Samaria. Amen. Now, those of you who want to learn how to study the Bible better, we have Bible study methods class coming up, scholarship class coming up. You can take that in a couple weeks in seminary. What does it say? For I see that you are in the what? In the gall of what? And in the bondage. Now you know what's happening, right? Huh? What was happening was there was a man named Simon that was trying to buy the Holy Spirit. He was trying to get the Holy Spirit by by paying for the Holy Spirit. Right? And so Peter got with him. Peter said, may your silver perish with you because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. This is what I was talking about Tuesday night. That God has given us a spiritual gift that somebody is trying to buy with money. You can't buy the gift that God has given you. Only reason you serve is because God gave you that gift because it's Sunday morning, it's cold outside and you would rather be at home sleep. But something woke you up this morning. Come on, somebody. Someone woke you up this morning. And someone placed a gift in you. And someone says, come worship and glorify me. Come on, y'all. I'm going to use my whole minute. 21, he says, and you have no part or portion in this matter, for your heart is not right before God. Listen to this. You know what affects our attitude? Our hearts. And if our hearts are not right before God, before God that is, he says, therefore repent of this wickedness of yours and pray the Lord that if possible, if possible, the intention of your heart may be forgiven you for I see that you are in the goal. See the context of what? How does a person get to that point? where bitterness just overtakes them to the point where they don't want to just surrender to God. They want to buy their way into the favor of God. Come on, say amen. But we have the Holy Spirit 
who produces in us the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. You have it as a free gift. Leave here today.